guys. Welcome back. To Hello. Goals with SNM. Hello. Remember us? We're back for a very special episode. Why is this a very special episode? Because we don't do the podcast anymore. <laughs> Every episode is a special episode from here on out. Yeah, we're back. Guess who's back? Back again. When was the last time we did an episode? August 8th, I think. August something. That's, that's what, two months then? I was yeah. thinking July. No, two months. Uh, yeah. Cool. It's our Halloween episode. Gar Halloween field. We're not going to really do Halloween topics, though. When we're definitely not doing Garfield. That's just my favorite You already covered Halloween. Garfield, didn't you? I think so. Yeah, well, I covered Mike Pence and his obsession with Garfield. So I think that's Garfield. Garfield enough. It's definitely, yeah, close enough. <sighs> that fucking guy. Mike Pence, not Garfield. Ooh. But yeah, Halloween. Garfield Halloween is by far the best Halloween movie. I'm not going to put any qualifiers on there. Like no. From the 80s or no. on television, just the best overall. The best overall. It's better than John Carpenter's Halloween. Yes. Charlie Peanuts Halloween or whatever. Yes. The Great Pumpkin can't yeah. hold a candle. Better to than Garfield's Halloween. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Wow. Gar Halloween Field. Halloween's my middle name. It's a bold statement. Well, it's the right statement, so. Is it? Yeah, fight me. What is it? Yeah. I'll fight on this all day, man. This, that's a terrible hill to die on. You're a terrible hill to die on. What a thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm doing research and I meant to type in the word man and I just typed in the word die. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there we go. And uh, yeah, you heard me right. I'm doing research. <laughs> I'm doing research during the podcast. I didn't do any research. Yeah, this is. I was watching a movie and I said, I'm going to do this for the podcast. So I looked up two different articles and I have them pulled up. They're literally just lists of facts and. We are not ready. Mine is like an opinion piece. Mine is lists of facts from other people's websites. You want, you want to talk anything political, current events? Oh, you guys want to talk about I'm asking politics? if you want to. Well, we can. I'm asking. I, I feel like I talk about politics all the time. Well, these so listeners haven't heard from us in two months. I forget that there's... I really do forget that listeners... There are listeners that don't follow me on social media. Like, there are people that I don't know who I don't know who listen to this podcast, yeah. which is really weird to me. There are a lot of listeners. And that's part of the reason we're doing a new episode is welcome new listeners. We've had a shit ton of downloads for some reason recently. So it's kind of like, hey, maybe we should do another episode. We just had like 200 downloads in a day. So let's go. Let's go figure that out. Yeah, let's go uh, welcome you guys. And so here we are. So Welcome to a couple hello. goals. Um, yeah, so in case you don't know, you're Maggie. Oh, yeah, I'm Maggie. And I'm Sean. And we're a couple goals with SM. Yeah. We recently got feedback from an older listener that our name might give some people the idea that our podcast is about bondage. Ooh, that is intentionally misleading it's a joke i think most people get funny. that 
after the first few minutes or whatever. I got, I got advice to maybe change it. To change the name because it's because she said it was off-putting. I'm sure it is for some people, and I uh, those people I'll are tell not you our what, ideal listeners. Yeah, we don't uh, <laughs> we don't really want those listeners if that is all it takes to put you off. She was like, "You might not know this." It's like, "Honey, I'm almost forty. I do know this." You might not know this. You might not know this. Wow. I was like, Metallica ah, had this. an album called S and M. The reason it was called S and M is because. It was the symphony and Metallica, and they called it S and M. And I'm pretty sure they knew what S and M stands for. It was on purpose. She told me we should rename it to M and S because it'll be less of an implication. Why are you trying to make me angry? (laughs) And I was like, basically, she was like, because of the implication. Because of the implication. (laughs) If you've ever seen Always Sunny. Because of the implication. Oh, boy. And I was like, oh, my God. That's that's an interesting perspective. I guess guess it's to be expected if I step outside myself. I guess there are still people who would be offended at the like the kind of, I don't know. If you're easily offended, offended, you are not our demographic. Yeah. So. Bye. Then. But if you are listening, then you're. You must be our demographic because you're still here. Yeah. If you've heard any of our other episodes. Or you, you know just like up. getting upset by things we say, which is also fine. Go ahead and keep listening. That's fine. Yeah. I don't care. So, yeah. Uh, yeah we had an events. influx of a new listeners. Politically, we are not pro-Trump. Politically, we're just kind of like pro-America, pro-democracy, I think, at this point. Yeah. Pro-decency, decorum, morality. That's all we're down to. Pro-competence, pro-intelligence. Pro-equal rights. Pro-not killing black people for being black. Just pro, you know, we're anti-fascism, so I guess we're Antifa now, so we must be on a list. (laughs) Uh, That makes us Antifa. Yeah, Um, we are anti-fascism. We are very much against the idea of a fascist government. And that, to me, the fact that people aren't, against that is fucking my, like, I cannot wrap my head around things like that. Like every movie I've seen, it's like that, that I shared some tweet or post or something from somebody about, you know, all these white people can watch star Wars and understand a violent resistance to oppression. Too. Okay. I saw it on Twitter as well. I see a lot of that stuff, but, but they don't understand, you know, violent resistance to oppression in real life. Right. Only when... You can see it. You can see it in the movies, but then it occurs in front of you and you have no idea what's going on, man. Why is that wrong? What's the problem here? from the other side, it's like, oh, there is no oppression. It's like, that that can't be true. Real problem, man. But, uh, dude, yeah, I'm almost sick of hearing myself talk. And I I keep making posts. I keep trying to link uh, to articles to inform people. Articles from... Yeah, non-biased news sources. You know, I'm not trying to go to like Huffington Post <laughs> or the Daily Wire or whatever the fuck, or even CNN and Fox. Sometimes I'll go to them uh, if I can't find a, a decent piece on something. But usually it's some, you know, it's The Hill or, you know, just Business Insider. I've even posted like Wall Street Journal 
which is, you know, kind of leans right. I try to find stuff that leans right where they actually have a perspective where they're like, eh, stuff going like Goldman Sachs recently. Goldman Sachs, if you don't know, is like a big investment firm, right? Yeah. They are money, yeah. right? Yeah. Like they, that's their money. And they're like, hey, they Joe are, Biden would lead to a faster economic recovery. They are the economy. Right. When the economy is like, hey, this guy who says he's pro-economy, he's not pro-economy. Right. Yeah. Goldman Sachs. I didn't see think I would see that. Right. Oh. But yeah, I'm just it's when Goldman Sachs abandons the GOP, that means the GOP is not the GOP anymore. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's where we are as far as uh all of that stuff, in case you guys are new here and didn't catch up. We're gonna do a uh we're gonna bomb our ballot box with three votes since our oldest son is voting for the first time. He's 18. Yeah, we have three whole three whole ballots. Yeah. Given. We're pretty excited. Drop those off on Monday at our board of elections to make, you know, just and then we'll be able to track them online since we can't mail them since Trump has destroyed the Postal Service as best he can. He Way truly back. has, dude. Uh, but he yeah, is so anyway. dismantling our country. <laughs> right. And people are like, woohoo! And then other people. So Facebook memories are interesting because what they provide for us now is an interesting look back at what life was like years ago when we were all like, hey, we're getting through this Trump administration. And we all, all of us who weren't Trump supporters, we all thought it was going to go this way and we were horrified. Yeah, we didn't know the, you know, particulars, the specifics of what an epic fail having a really incredibly stupid person with not even a double digit IQ, I'm guessing someone who is just completely self-absorbed. I think he has a double digit IQ. You I think? Mean, cause, yeah, like 12 cause, or so. I mean, because all it takes to get double digits is 10. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, he's so stupid, though, that he he will post things that are almost endorsements of de democratic policies because he's so fucking stupid. He doesn't even understand what he's saying. Um, but yeah, I've, I've always had a strong dislike for Trump going back to the 90s when Howard Stern was truly the king of all media. Listen to Howard Stern, watch Howard Stern on E! And Trump was on there as a guest. And he was just the most spineless person when he told that story about he was at some dinner fundraiser banquet whatever and this old man fell and hit his head or something and there was blood on the ground and trump freaked out because he saw blood and he got the fuck out he didn't try to help anybody yeah he didn't call for help he didn't he just he's like oh no i had to get out of there and stern is a great interviewer so he really pressed him but you know stern doesn't press people like dude what the fuck's wrong with you he just got him to reveal more and more about what a cowardly, spineless yeah. piece of shit he is. And I, I just thought that was obvious to everyone. Even without hearing that story, you can always hear it when somebody just constantly talks themselves up and they're always the best at every single thing. That person is lying to you. Right. And like like New Yorkers. You don't hear LeBron James and Michael Jordan just be, you know, look, I'm the greatest of all time. No one's better than me. Yeah. They'll talk about their teammates. They, they can talk about their performance honestly without just procl proclaiming they're the greatest at what they do. Mm -hmm. And that's what people who are actually great do. 
<laughs> you know, they, they can see the greatness in others, see how uh, their performance builds off of that. They stay humble. Yeah. And not, I mean, not everybody, there are great people who aren't humble, but at the same time. But then there are the Rob Liefelds of the world right. who weren't great. They had a great experience once. Yeah. They've they're never been they've never been great. And Rob they has been humble. great. He no. has been great. I no, do I do believe I've that. But he's a little bit living in the past. But yeah, uh, but they don't but even Rob Liefeld will tell you, oh, John Byrne is the greatest. Chris Claremont's the greatest. Like even people that are egotistical won't just sit there and tell you they are the best at everything all the time and will admit to being human, to making mistakes. And it's weird that people buy into that. So I, I've always looked at Trump as like, and this is the thing with dudes. I don't know if, if this is a problem with chicks, but with dudes, there's like, if you go to a party or any kind of social scene, school, whatever, I'm going to burp. I don't really uh, know that school is a social scene. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying there, there's typically a guy around who is just always like, dude, oh, don't I went me. to that party. I touched your shoulder. You just sent me flying. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm in the kitchen pussy. now. I'm in the kitchen. Anyway, you there's always a dude who's room. like, oh, man, I went to this party. I fucked this chick. And then her mom jumped in. Yeah. And then, you know, and it was, I drank 37 beers in an hour, dude. Yeah, everybody uh, knows that guy. That's Donald Trump. Nobody yeah. in be, before he was president. Nobody really took it. And they're like, sure, you know Donnie, that, sure. You know, you know that I did not vote for him. <laughs> Oh, did, did you know this is a podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I think you forgot. You think no. I'm telling you this is news. I'm talking to listener now. You're the one who just knocked me so hard in the shoulder that I fell out of the, the living room window. And now is, we have to get to This is how I go to jail. <laughs> this, is test this is a recorded testimony now because no. I literally tapped you with my fingertips. And now I... So Sean had history back before we started dating. He used to be like the, the high pointer. And then he would like poke you in the chest. He's I would always think been, like tap people in the back, no, with the back of my hand. You were like, you well, no, would, I would high point and then I would do that yeah, with the back yeah. of my hand. He is like, he is the most aggressive when he makes a point, has a point to make. He has a high pointer, which I'm doing it, you guys. And then he just like hits on people like, oh, my God. Do you guys hear the sound I'm making? I'm hitting Sean. Like, that, I didn't even touch you that hard, though. And it was your you shoulder. You touched me that hard. I, I literally did this. I, went I wish Lister could see what I'm doing because they would guys, laugh their I ass off. I went out. <laughs> I went out the window. I'm in the front yard. The cops are on their way. It's going to be an assault charge. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's everybody knows a person like that. Like like I said, I don't know. Is that do you, are there chicks like that? Is there, are, is, yeah. What's the equivalent? What's the uh, Gail the snail from from Always Sunny? Gail, the, uh, she just seemed like a downer. Was she always trying to top people. Is that her yeah, thing? she was the one who was always like. I have sex now. Remember? <laughs> okay, but this guy just goes over the top. You know, you can't believe anything he says. He's just like, yeah. And, and you know, then she wanted me to do this and that. Yeah, I know that then, guy. Yeah. I know I know him. Everybody knows That's, him, right? But you would think that. And and most and guys are just kind of like, okay, yeah, Donnie. Yeah, that sounds great, Donnie. And you, you don't really, you know what he's saying is, is so incredibly false. You don't even ask follow up questions. And then when he's not around, you're like, you believe this motherfucker? And everybody's like, Jesus Christ, dude, this guy's ridiculous. I don't know what his deal. Why is he so insecure? He feels the need to talk that way. That's Donald Trump. Yeah. I and know. people fell for it. People were like, yeah, he's the best. You know who fell he said for he's it? the best. 
Don't fall for it. Who? Morons. <laughs> Stupid people. Or people who identify with that because they're that guy in that social circle who's like, oh, yeah, I went hunting. I killed like eight bears. I wasn't even bear hunting. <laughs> I, <killed laughs> I was duck hunting. Bears. I killed eight bears with a knife. Uh, it I was killed, a box cutter. I killed all the bears. Yeah. With an exacto knife. <laughs> like, and you're just like, okay, sure. Like that guy, the guy who drank all the beer, who did all the drugs, who fucked all the chicks all the time. And meanwhile, he's meanwhile, you're just like, but you're always around me. When do you have the time to do this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> when are you doing this? You're always calling me, asking me to come over and play video games. When are you doing all this fucking and drinking and coke and all this shit? But yeah, the, and people just fell for that. But that's Donald Trump. He's the guy who's just telling you how amazing he, he is. Nobody believes it, but there are people who believe it. There's the people who are like, he he is amazing. He yeah, said morons. So. Yeah. Yeah. Really stupid people. Same people still going to Catholic Church. I and think. then they got the the people who just, I guess, like the abortion issue, which which I must say, if abortion's your thing, they got Amy Coathanger Barrett now, so you don't I'm have sorry. to worry. If abortion's your thing? Yeah, if abortion's your issue, like oh. that's your that's I your I thought whole... you meant like if you're just always out getting abortions. Abortion's my thing. I think more there's like I saw there's like tens of millions of abortions, and I'm like, that's it? That's a lot of abortions. I don't think so. I think there needs to be a lot. Seeing how many people, Trump has like a 41% approval rating. There needs to be like a lot more abortions, apparently. Oh my gosh. That's, <laughs> like a lot more. That's okay. I think we're done with this topic. <laughs> so um, I'm, I promote abortion. I'm so, not pro-choice. I'm pro-abortion. Yeah, just get rid of it. two children. <laughs> See a doctor, get rid of it. I'm not saying everybody should. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying if you're pregnant, kill your baby. What I'm saying is, if you're considering it, you should probably do it. Like if it's if it's an option, yeah, just yeah. Get, we need less people because we're getting. If it's a, an option. It's an option for everybody right now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> That's what I mean. Right now. So you're, I mean, you it's mean like if it's an option. Alive right if it's now? an option that has popped into your head, if you have considered it, then obviously you're, you're considering. Probably not going to have a good time. Yeah. So that being said, I. Am pro-choice on all things women health, women's health. It doesn't matter what it is, because um, I'm all thing pro-choice on all things health. Because nobody should be making decisions for other people. Yeah. However, I personally wouldn't get an abortion. Like that's not a thing, right? That I would do. But yeah, if you're not yeah, and that's the thing with abortion too is like. You don't want one, don't get one. Right. It's like, it's really simple. But I feel like everybody should get, have, you know, have the option to make that decision for them because you don't know how you'll feel in that moment. Yep. You have no clue. Yeah. Like, I I was in that moment with you because we weren't dating very long yeah. when we got pregnant. When I got pregnant. And so I was in that moment and I, at no point was I like, Oh, I'm not going to keep this the whole time. I was like, sweet. We're going to have a baby. I'm just not going to work today because I got to figure this out. <laughs> so it, it's one of those things where it's you don't get to make decisions for other people. That's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. It's just not. And what the government shouldn't be involved in it at all. And I think I think the majority of our listeners probably feel the same way. Don't need us to harp on it. But however, uh, going back to my point, which is if you're if you are somebody who is strictly pro-life like i said you got amy coat hanger barrett is going to be 
our new Supreme Court justice, you don't need to vote on that anymore. She's there. She's installed. She's going to be anyway. I mean, I 100 percent believe she's going to get confirmed to be on yeah. the Supreme Court. They confirmed the fucking alcoholic rapist. So how, right. why wouldn't they confirm? Yeah. So this fucking bitch. So you don't have to vote for Trump on that issue anymore. Which is so that's crazy, too. Like, and I have no proof of this, however, but you can't tell me that dude hasn't funded some abortions. He is paying porn stars yeah. for sex. He has funded abortions. Yeah. It's like, come on. Come There's on. No shit. Get the fuck out of here. He's probably, and this is, this is hearsay. Don't take it. Don't take it seriously because I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're not news sources. Yeah. <laughs> don't quote us. Don't we're just stating us. this is an opinion. We're like Tucker Carlson, basically. We are not. We, we are. are new, we are entertainment. We are commenters on the news. Do not take anything we say seriously because we're Tucker Carlson. And yeah. nobody should take what he says seriously as ruled by a goddamn court judge. So that being said, what are the odds of someone, someone, anyone could be the president, could be somebody else. Hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein and his stable <laughs> of underage girls Jesus and not paying for abortions. What are the odds of that? And then what are the odds of this person being the savior of abused children, sexually abused children as well as QAnon would position him as this guy who's against pedophiles, who's also known for being friends with probably the world's best known pedophile. What are the odds? What is like the lapse in logic there is just, just mind boggling. Again, not saying not saying it's anyone in particular doesn't it could be could be the president, could be somebody else. I'm just saying I feel like the odds of that person not funding abortions or being the leader of the anti pedophilia ring not not <laughs> not great. Well, it's like all the people, too, that are like, I'm voting for him last time. Anyway, I'm voting for him because he's not a politician. Well, now he's four years a politician. By definition, <laughs> when you are president, oh, you, you mean Kirstie not, Alley? Yeah, Kirstie Alley and that whole uh, thing on Twitter. But the, there's somebody on there that said something about I'm I'm hiring this guy to fly all my planes because he's not a pilot and he crashes the most planes. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. basically the equivalent. All right. So let's get off that nonsense. I think we're pretty, it's pretty obvious where we stand, which is we just want intelligent leadership. Even if, if like the Republicans could have run a different candidate and it, like we wouldn't have had this bad of a response to COVID. Somehow a pandemic turned political only in the United States, though, seemingly. Yeah, it turned political because they ran Hillary Clinton. Uh, turn no turn political because well Trump supporters are fucking idiots who believe in fucking conspiracy theories. Well, yeah, the, 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 like the one he tweeted out the other day. Did you hear this, listener? Trump tweeted a conspiracy theory that the the uh, U.S. military, the soldiers, I think they were uh, were they Rangers? I forget Army Rangers, the people who killed Bin Laden. Were they Marines? Were they Marines? Yeah. Okay, so they. The guys responsible for killing Bin Laden now, who have written books, or at least one of them has, um, there's a conspiracy theory that they didn't kill him, that it was a body double, and that Bin Laden is still alive. And that on top of this, Biden w it w was a part of a plan to assassinate this like 
SEAL team. Maybe maybe it's Navy SEALs. I don't know. Oh, maybe it's Navy SEALs. That I sounds right. Um, but to assassinate these people who were part of this raid or whatever to, you know, silence them. So he tweeted this out. Like our president tweeted this shit out. So even like some of the soldiers, like like the, the guy who wrote the book, was like, he's like, I know who I killed. And he's like a Trump supporter. <laughs> like he has to acknowledge this now. It's like, yeah, Trump has talked nothing but shit about the military. Why also talking on the other side of his face. Oh, we got a lot. We love our military. Then he blamed the military for getting COVID. Why? Well, I, I don't know. I interact with a lot of gold star families and this and that. So I probably got it from them. And it's like he blamed them for getting COVID. He claims they didn't kill bin Laden. It's just and that's who he really is. It's like it's really easy to see through. He doesn't mean it when he says I support the military. He's saying that is pandering. That's demagoguery to reach his base. He doesn't support the military. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. He doesn't give a fuck. He says what he has to say to earn the idiots fucking trust. And then behind closed doors, he's like, you know, he, well, not even behind closed doors. He called John McCain a, like a loser or, or you know, he's because he, he's not a hero because uh, he got captured. Dude, that should have put the in every branch of the military in a totally anti-Trump stance. A dude who has never served mm-hmm. talked that shit about a fucking POW. Mm-hmm. who I've never been a fan of McCain, but that story about him being a POW and when he was going to be released and he had somebody else released instead mm-hmm. because he didn't want to use his privilege because he was known or whatever it was, whatever the deal was, his dad was, I forget what it was, but he was like, no, send other guys. Like that's, that's somebody with character. And then Trump's like, no, he, he does agree. That, that's all Trump cares about too. You fucking morons is if you like him, that's why he likes white supremacists because they like him. It's just that simple. If you like Trump, they're like, oh, he's like, he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't renounce QAnon or whatever. I'm like, oh, but you know, they're very big fans of mine. Well, that's all that matters. That's his whole criteria for determining if he's going to talk shit about you or not. And then as soon as you turn your back and, and flip stances, then he's like, no, you're, you know, you're the worst person ever because he's not loyal to anybody. He just want he demands loyalty from, from, from everyone. Though. Yeah. All right. Let's do our podcast. Let's do our episode. Right. Super special episode. Yeah. I know I thought we were doing that before. But you want to go just, first? You want me to go first? You just kept talking, so. <laughs> I get I get going, man. I get ranting, and you get, you don't like it when I start talking about this stuff, but see, now I have a platform. You can't stop me. I'm unstoppable. <sighs> I should have drank all that Coke. I keep burping. So I don't know if you guys, if you guys know this, but uh, that lady who liked Trump's smile at that, <laughs> at that, uh. The town hall. Town hall. She's voting for Biden, and that cracked me up to no Right? One. Okay, That's... anyway, we're done with politics. So, yeah, you go first, because I actually don't have a topic, and if you go long enough, I don't have to go. Oh, that's not true. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're going to go. I want to hear your, your stuff, man. I'm excited, because it's not like Debbie Downer shit today. No, it's not. Go ahead. All right, so I've been going down like a rabbit hole. Basically, it's... A fucking a 1993 rabbit hole. I've been on a huge Beavis and Butthead kick. Uh, I've been just kind of like, apparently that was a very impactful year in my in my formative years. So I was 16. I just remember a lot of stuff from that year. Movies, TV, video games, a lot of stuff. I, it was my first job. So it probably had a lot to do with it. Like my, I, I started getting some freedom, you know, because I had some money. Finally, I could buy things, buy the things I wanted. So when I got a CD player, remember the first album I bought on CD, all that kind of stuff. Uh, anyway, being a big movie fan, 
I was thinking about the movie. There's a ton of movies that year. Like the biggest one, easily Jurassic Park, right? I am not going to cover Jurassic Park, however. Although I, I do remember going to see Jurassic Park. I'm sure everybody does. And I have the Super Nintendo game. I'm actually looking at it right now. Uh, but I am too. I'm not going to go into the making of Jurassic Park. Instead, I'm going to talk about two lesser known movies that have a lot in common that both came out that year. One within a week of Jurassic Park. Why are your eyes bulging out of your head, Maggie? Because I'm did pretty you been sure I know again? which... Did, did I punch you in the face again? Yeah, you just... <laughs> did I knock all your... You Here's threw... your teeth. <laughs> Let me give you your teeth back. You threw me out the sliding glass door this time. <laughs> Without opening it. Um, uh, one of these movies very stupidly opened within a week of Jurassic Park. The other one came out in October. First movie I'm going to talk about is the Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle known as Last Action Hero. <laughs> Why are you making this face? Explain this face to me and to listener. Because that movie is not good. We don't need to talk about it. All right. So that you've heard, you've heard from the peanut gallery. Uh, all right. So this movie was directed by John McTiernan, who had done Predator and Die Hard and maybe some other stuff. But those are the two movies before then that I that I knew at the time. So, you know, great action director. One of them with, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger previously worked with him. Uh, was written by, and this gets a little complicated here. The story was credited to Zach Penn and Adam Leff. However, the screenplay was by Shane Black and David Arnott. Is it Arnott? Yeah. Sometimes it looks like David Amott. Uh, now, Shane does Black. It, does it look like David Amott when you don't know how to read? <laughs> no, I mean, look at it. Uh, like, because of the... Under uh, screenplay by, look at that. We have old. I have old eyes, so you can see that, right? I could, yeah, I see it says R not though. Yeah, but it could look like an M though. It could. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so Shane Black has written tons of fucking movies. Maggie, did you know that? You're about to open up a whole new tab and tell me about it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna bring up his list here because I don't want to forget anything, and also. I keep confusing him with some other guy. All right, so, uh, writer, Lethal Weapon, Monster Squad, Lethal Weapon 2, Last Boy Scout, Long Kiss Goodnight, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, The Nice Guys, which I love. You do love that movie. And The Predator, the 2018 Predator. However, he also was in the original Predator. He played Rich Hawkins, who told all the pussy jokes at the beginning of the movie. So do you remember that guy? So he was in no. Predator. <laughs> then he went on to write a Predator movie, which I actually enjoyed, by the way. I certainly don't remember that there were those kinds of jokes because our kids grew up on that movie. And I feel that was like his favorite movie for a while. Yeah, I feel like that's really inappropriate. Why oh, would I there... remember some of those jokes now? That's really inappropriate. Why are you showing that to our kids? Because uh, it's a good movie. Um, yeah, Logan. That's one of Logan's favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, so what was the one? I mean, I'm trying to remember one of them where, I don't know, he's talking about some dudes about his wife having an echo in her pussy or something like that. What? Yeah, it's because okay, her pussy's no. so big. Yeah, no, this I, is I really it. stupid pussy I understood jokes. that it was a cave type of deal. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's that's who he was kind of brought in. So the initial script was written by Zach Penn, Adam Leff, and it was intended to be strictly like satirical and a parody of big budget action movies. And then kind of a parody of Shane Black action movies, you might say. Lethal Weapon, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Last Boy Scout, uh, things of that nature. Then they actually brought in the dude that they were satirizing. Yeah. (laughs) And so, who knows, like, I guess the script got changed a lot. So, 
Let me just say this. I love this movie. It yeah. is, however, not a great movie. Correct. There's a lot of issues I have with it. But going back to when I saw it, I saw it the weekend it came out, a week after Jurassic Park. This was Arnold's first movie since Terminator 2. So he was pretty much the biggest star in the world at the time, right? I guess. <laughs> he was, pretty much. I don't know. I was 12. <laughs> I was 12. I was 16. And this was all very important. And uh, so I was very excited to see the movie. Uh, however, one of the issues I have with it is it's rated PG-13. It's spoofing all these R-rated, big-budget action movies, and they went with PG-13. I think some of that actually had to do with Arnold. Arnold had this weird hang-up all of a sudden after Terminator 2, where he was concerned about kids and guns. So all the tie-in material for Last Action well, Hero... He's a lifelong Republican. I know, but so he... So that could be why. But no, he, he had an issue where he didn't, he didn't want kids and guns to mix, even though he's doing all, you know, that's all he's done is fire guns in these movies. And he fires a gun throughout last action here. However, the tie in at, at children, <laughs> you know, he doesn't fire at children. Um, <coughs> uh, the tie in material, promotional stuff, the video games, Super Nintendo and Genesis games is a beat em up. No guns. He doesn't use a gun, which he has a giant fucking, you know, fuck off Desert Eagle 50 caliber handgun in the movie. No guns in the video games. There was an action figure line. No guns. Do you have any water? I'm like choking on something. I don't know what. Yeah, I have um, water. You're filled. You don't talk have, while I drink. You don't have to come. Up. So let me tell you what I think of this movie. I think this movie is garbage. It is hot garbage, but it does have Tywin Lannister as the villain. So that's nice to see that that guy has always been a villain. Charles always Dance is his name. Um, you laughed at some jokes. Okay, you can have a funny joke without being a good movie. The whole movie's not bad. So it, it has that John McTiernan. You get a lot of the lens flares, which I don't know why that's a style. That, and then J.J. Abrams adopted. I don't know why people like lens flare so much. But anyway, so you get a lot of that. Um, but you do have the cinematography in it is excellent. And some of the, the actual stunts and fight choreography is, is really fun and cool. And it's also ridiculous and funny because it's, it is a parody. Like, for instance... Uh, when he's being chased, he's in a car chase and the people chasing him end up like one dude ends up flying into an ice cream truck and then the ice cream truck explodes, which is hilarious because a person flying into a vehicle does not make the vehicle explode. That's the only thing that hit it. And then another guy gets killed by an ice cream cone that came out of the ice cream explosion. And then Arnold says, I iced that guy to cone a phrase and it's just <laughs> so this let me explain why this is funny, because that sounds terribly not funny. It isn't funny, <laughs> but it's funny because it's Arnold. And it's funny because in my mind, this is exactly what Fast and the Furious is. <laughs> so in my mind, it's parodying a movie that hasn't even come out yet. Oh, well, yeah. I was like, Fast and Furious didn't exist yet. No, so it didn't exist yet. But in my mind, I'm like, this is what Fast and Furious is. People fly into ice cream trucks and they explode. And then people get killed by ice, and they're serious. They're dead serious about it, though. And then Vin Diesel's like family, and like that's 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 Fast family. and the Furious, and like that's what it is to me. And I, you know how you refuse to watch History of Violence? Yeah. I refuse to ever watch a Fast and the Furious movie because I just want it to be what it is in my head. It can never live up to or down to what what it is in my brain, which is basically Last Action Hero, but serious, self serious. Vin Diesel's like family. Family. 
Um, <laughs> Why does he talk like that? That's not how he talks. This is all, you, have you ever heard him talk? He's got like the gravelly voice. I can't even go as low as he does. Is he also from New York? Uh, probably. <laughs> we don't even know where he's from. <laughs> I don't know much about Vin Diesel. <laughs> I, li- I like the Riddick movies a lot. I have nothing against Vin Diesel. I think he's great as Riddick. Um, however, the, yeah, Fast and Furious, and maybe just because I, I hate car chases so much. It's like family. But So Last Action Hero also has what is probably the most complex fart gag ever in a fucking movie that it's they commit insane. to. It's, it's, it's like a multi-million dollar fart joke, basically, which is it's not even funny, but it's just, it's just it's a curiosity. It's like, wow, they really worked on this. They He's got cranes involved. Yeah, the La Brea tar pits. No, Vin Diesel is from California. Oh, who cares? Stop giving me a New York accent. That's how he talks. <laughs> um, I can't even get like he literally sounds like he has gravel in his throat. Uh, yeah. Some so yeah, you dude. get the you get the ridiculous scene uh, with the fart joke. Um, that fart joke is like so elaborate. <laughs> it's like forty five minutes long, <laughs> right? It's almost the centerpiece of the fucking movie. Um, but yeah, it, there's some good. The best jokes in the whole movie are towards the end when Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up as himself and Maria Shriver, who was his wife at the time, and they're showing up at the premiere of the Jack Slater movie. And Maria Shriver's like, look, please don't plug your restaurant. And then like he's talking to like entertainment, like Lisa Gibbons from Entertainment Tonight or whatever. And, you know, asking about the movie. And she says something about, yeah, I heard you almost blew up Hollywood making this movie is speaking of Hollywood. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) I planted Hollywood. Planted Hollywood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I I just I don't know why I enjoy this movie. It it, it's not great. It's it's way too long. Arnold's funny, but it's Arnold's only funny because he's this Austrian bodybuilder that we're supposed to treat like he's Tom Cruise, basically like this kind of American everyday guy. But he's this giant bodybuilder who talks like this. And he, but, he, you know, he's, it's but so yeah, funny. his character is named Jack Slater. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of that's almost like the joke in any comedic type movie he's in. Um yeah. So this movie basically bombed. It had like an $85 million budget, which was fucking ginormous at the time. And it launched after Jurassic Park. It was produced by Sony Pictures. Sony uh, makes a lot of really stupid fucking decisions. For instance, they remade Ghostbusters with an all-woman cast for some reason. So that's just one of the things they've done. Not- you could have remade it with an all-woman cast and not had it be that bad. It was also... They shouldn't have remade it to begin with, period. It was also... Should have existed in the universe. It should have right. been a sequel. It was also the fact that it was remade it was, You know who I blame? I don't blame the cast. I blame Paul Feig. Yeah. However you say his name. Like, that... It, it, fucking idiot. Yeah. He's the director. It's his fucking fault. It was It was actually the... Yeah. It was the movie itself. It wasn't... It wasn't and it seemed like happened. one of those things, like, they wanted to make a movie, and they're just like, slap Ghostbusters on it. We'll just fit these personas into a Ghostbusters movie. It, it, it was very haphazard and weird, but let's yeah, not go off on that tangent because Kate McKinnon, it turns out is great. And like Kristen Wiig's always been great. Leslie I, Jones is funny. I've never been a Melissa McCarthy fan. I don't think she's terrible, but I've never seen her in anything where she just cracked me up. Even bridesmaids. She was like, like she the was weakest pretty, person in bridesmaids. Yeah, but she was still pretty funny. Was she? I must've missed it. You miss a lot. So I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Do I? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so last action hero comes out makes like 150 some million at the box office. Jurassic Park goes on to make like 900 million or some crazy amount of fucking money. (laughs) 
because again they launch into that shadow they think oh we have arnold we're gonna be fine and no. it just they have dinosaurs <laughs> so. and i think uh, a lot of different things sunk this movie i think it could have done better if if it had released before jurassic park like months before or months after i think it would be better if it was rated r i think they were trying to go for that mass market appeal and in doing so actually lost money you know they because that's not the audience he's targeted before yeah uh and uh what's the other issue is well it just wasn't it was it's just there were so many parts where it turned into the type of movie it was spoofing, you know, yeah. and it and not even like not even well done. Uh, so basically what I'm going to do is contrast that movie then with another movie that came out in October. That movie was called Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is not only because they came out in the same year, but because I, I don't know, it must have been like just an early 90s thing. And I'm, I'm guessing it kind of goes back to Die Hard when they started kind of looking at action movies and how absurd they were, and they started kind of deconstructing them and saying, okay, this is ridiculous. Let's, let's be a little self-aware as we make this over the top action movie. So you got last action hero lampooning up pretty much everything Arnold had done at that point. And then you got demolition man, which, and, and Stallone had been in, in some other types of movies. Like he was in Oscar and tango and cash and stuff like that. But, um, so he, he'd done uh, comedic roles before, but, uh, Demolition Man comes out. Uh, this is a movie directed by, I don't even know who this guy, he didn't go on to do like anything. I gotta look him up now. I feel bad for him. <laughs> the, so this movie had like a similar budget and it made a, like more than Last Action Hero, but not much, but it was considered a hit. It's really weird. Marco Brambilla. Never heard of this dude. But it's produced by Joel Silver, which everybody knows Joel Silver produced The Matrix and Lethal Weapon and tons of just huge action movies. That's his whole thing. Um, so this movie, though, was kind of a satire of action movies as well, as well, but also was an action movie at the same time. So it wasn't as tongue in cheek as Last Action Hero, but it definitely made references that, you know, they kept referring to Stallone's character, whose name is John Spartan. Um, and they call him by John Spartan the whole time. <laughs> Well, they call it in the future. They called everybody by their whole name. Um, but they, you know, they're calling them a troglodyte. They're talking about the 90s as if they're in the past. And it was like this barbaric era. And, you know, the, the rest of the movie takes place in 2032. And, um, you know, they've achieved peace. But also along with this, they've achieved like all this over the top political correctness where you can't even swear without getting cited and charge money. Uh, you can't have like actual sex. No, no fluid transfers, no fluid transfers, no kissing, no sex. You do sex through VR and all this stuff. The only th this is one of the great gags is, is Taco Bell's the only restaurant left after the restaurant wars, which I still think those are coming. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure they predicted a lot of good stuff in Demolition Man. So I'm waiting for that. So I think this movie had an impact on me because I worked at Taco Bell at the time. This was my first <laughs> job. This is my first job. And the first time I heard of it, was when we got it, we, we got our daily truck uh, and one of the boxes, we opened it up and it's just a stack of Demolition Man posters. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and this was, you know, the early 90s when I was into cool indie movies and stuff like that. So I was like, this looks dumb as hell. Can't wait to go see it. <laughs> and, like, I'll be there. Yeah. And I, of course, I took my Demolition Man poster. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they, they had the big Taco Bell tie in. Um, but it also... It, I think another big difference between Demolition Man and Last Action, Action Hero is when we were watching Last Action Hero yesterday, I was trying to or I was kind of 
trying to f hone in on like, what is the point of this movie? Like, what is the message of this movie? Demolition Man has a message. It really does, which uh, it has to do with, you know, how you treat people. You know, yeah. it has to do with, uh, you know, uh, politics and government and, uh, you know, the way that the basically they were living in what looked like a utopia, but it was more of a dystopia. And you had these this underground movement led by Dennis Leary, where they just wanted to be able to eat what they wanted. They wanted freedom. They didn't want this fascistic regime and only Taco Bell <laughs> and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the however, you know, not having, you know, almost eliminating violence was one of the better side effects of what they had done. They but just wanted at, choice. Right. But they still needed See, freedom. So the beginning of our episode. <laughs> uh, but I say about last action here. I'm like, what is the fucking message of this movie at all so basically uh because i'm like is the message of this movie be nice to fictional characters <laughs> like because <they're, laughs> they have feelings too <laughs> it was you know what i mean like there's no real there's nothing to really sink your teeth into at all not that big action movies need that but there was definitely a theme with demolition man as far as political correctness how far it can go um you know government interference uh, police brutality, <laughs> like all those kinds of things, you know, factored in. Um, but yeah, I'm like, OK, what's another message from last action here? Magic is real. I don't know. Like, there's no like they didn't have lose yourself in the story. So, yes, I think I, that's part of the reason I like to do. A lot of people hate that kid in the movie. I I don't like him, but I don't hate him. I mean, he's I think not I like identified the, with the kid when I was younger. Yeah, I don't think he's like that kid from Deadpool, too. Right. Like, it's fine. not that bad, but uh, I don't like him. But the idea of like going into a movie, I think, appealed to me when I was younger. So I did like kind of an informal poll on my Facebook page where I just asked people, you know, what's better, Demolition Man or Last Action Hero? I only had one vote for Last Action Hero. Um, and I, I have to agree with Demolition Man people. It is. It's just a better movie. It's also a little too long, but uh, it's it's funnier. Like the jokes actually land for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> going for a night of dinner and dancing at Taco Bell. <laughs> right. Just some of the deliveries on some of the lines. Um, you know, the fact that, uh, again, that's kind of self-awareness. The fact that Sylvester Stallone's character is a seamstress. Yeah. Because of his reconditioning on prison. Oh, my God. So Sandra Bullock's <laughs> like, look at you, you're in shambles. And he's like, this. Oh, I just need a needle and thread. <laughs> he's like covered in blood, but he's got a hole in his shirt. <laughs> right. That's what he's referring to. So yeah, his comedic delivery is actually uh, pretty spot on. But uh, so th that was a fun little little rabbit hole to go down, though. Just kind of to watch those movies, compare them, um, and just kind of remember that era of movies and how we were kind of coming out of the crazy '80s with you know Commando and you know all the Steven Seagal movies and the Van Damme movies and stuff like that, and actually you know being able to kind of look at how absurd action movies were. And still make an action movie, but also be like, yeah, we know this is ridiculous at the same time and not take it so seriously. So, yeah, that's that's my segment. I don't know what you want to call that. <laughs> this is my thesis. <laughs> you know, the, my thesis statement is Demolition Man is better than Last Action Hero. And here's why. And also 1993 was fucking awesome. I was 12. I surrender my time. I was 11 slash 12, depending on what now, when did you see was. those movies. Did you see Last Action Hero in the theater? I didn't see Last Action Hero until I knew you. And then really? I, yeah. But then I saw Demolition Man in theaters. I don't know when I fell in love with Last Action Hero because 
I never owned it on home video till recently, except for when I first started my Voodoo account like 10 years ago, and I had to pick 12 movies for free. And that was one of them that was available. So I picked it. I was like, oh, this movie's all right. And then like years later, I just kind of put it on one day. I was like, oh, I kind of like this movie. And I think it's just because I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I like, you know, it's, it has my memories have more to do with nostalgia than that, the actual quality of the movie. Oh, it does have a great soundtrack, though. Yeah, ACDC, two Alice in Chains songs, uh, really good Anthrax song. Megadeth's on there. Uh, solid, solid soundtrack. That ACDC song is fucking awesome. And I'm sick to death of ACDC, but that's that's a great cut. Big gun. Cool. So what do you have for us today? Nothing. <laughs> you got something. So before we came on, I had put on Rocky Horror Picture Show. Because I wanted to watch it. And that's one of your favorite movies. It's one of my favorite movies. Something with Demolition Man for you. It's higher than Demolition Man. You seem Man. to watch Demolition Man a lot more often than you watch. You Rocky. seem to watch Demolition Man all the time, and I happen to be in the room. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. So while we were watching it, we got to the initial scene where Brad and Janet's, well, I guess it's Brad's car, breaks down. And you said... Every time you say Janet, I want to say damn it. Because I saw damn it, it in the fucking theater. Yeah. That was my first experience with Rocky Horror Picture Show. But go oh, anyway, go on. I'm sorry I interrupted you. So, you asked me why Janet was reading A Plain Dealer. Yeah. And that made That me... is the local Cleveland newspaper, by the way. Which again... I was going to explain. Oh, okay. But <laughs> don't worry. I guess I yield my time, Donald. Like, oh, Jesus yield, that's the word. I said surrender. I surrender my time. <sighs> so, yeah. Um, I am speaking. Your son's a junkie. Sorry, I'm doing my Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was, I was, yeah, no. That's my Donald Trump thing. Um. Anyway, <laughs> just imagine a listener like, why would he say that? <laughs> so like, why would he? Know. Why do you call his own son a junkie? <laughs> Someone who doesn't know the debates, <laughs> right? That's a, that could be an obscure reference. I forget that, but yeah, Donald Trump basically kept interrupting Joe Biden and told him his son was a junkie. Yeah. Proceed. And he was like, I love my son. And it was you like, know, he oh. acted like a father. What a yeah. piece of shit. Like, <laughs> he acted like a loving dad. Anyway, so Janet's reading a copy of The Plain Dealer. Now, we are in Cleveland. That is our newspaper. The author originally wrote the play to take place in Denton, Ohio, which is not a real town. Oh, OK. But it, it was meant to take place in. Outside of Cleveland. Oh, uh, OK. So yeah, that is why. So when the map that Brad shows Janet of the trip that yep. they're taking, it was a fictional place outside of Ohio, outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, so does so, it in the fiction of the movie, does it take place in Ohio or do they say yes. where they are? Okay. Well, I mean, they don't say where they are, but the map that they show is in it's Ohio. It's supposed to be. OK, interesting. So the movie is set in Ohio. Interesting. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And it's funny because catching that little bit you don't realize that it's set in Ohio because they never make another reference to it. Yeah. So that is that that's how, so that's how it got started. Then I went and I was like, well, I don't know what else to really talk about. So I just looked up um, a list of random fun facts. About Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Or so 
Mick Jagger originally wanted to play Dr. Frankenfurter for the film version. Really? Yeah. But obviously, as we all know, it went to Tim Curry because he had also done the stage version. Ah. So that's why he did the film. Um, And then as Eddie rides his motorcycle up the ramp, he ac- he actually knocked over the, the statues, which yeah. you see him fall. But he knocked over like the he knocked off heads and like was he like broke shit <laughs> because he wasn't Eddie is his meatloaf. Right. If you're not familiar. The movie was banned in South Africa Me- several meatloaf weeks. Meatloaf a day. That's his last name's a day. First name's Meatloaf. I <laughs> just thought there's some trivia for you. His mother named him Meatloaf. Their last name is a day. So the movie was banned in South Africa several weeks after the release by the Board of Censors, but not before it had already been seen 250,000 times and already had a, a strong cult following. Why was it? Why, why in particular does it say? No. No. So let's see. What else could we do? <laughs> You're out. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this time. So I like talking. Steve Martin auditioned for the role of Brad. Okay. He lost it to Barry Bostwick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What year did this come out? Seventy four. Seventy four. There was no um, bathroom or heat on the set. Yeah. And Susan Sarandon had asked studio executives to have them installed. Yeah. They turned her down, and then after the pool scene, she came down with pneumonia. Damn. Yeah. So when the firm firm film first opened, it had a traditional release playing afternoon and early evening, and it bombed. Milo said he attended opening week with the performance, and the theater was completely empty except for them. But in the mid-1970s, midnight screenings were becoming popular, and then word of mouth spread that the midnight audience would enjoy this, and that's how their... Oh, hello, Sam. <laughs> that's how midnight filmings of this movie became a trend. Ah. Uh. So, one night, during a typical midnight screening in a New York theater, a patron was asked to leave before the film ended. The patron was accused of being an imposter. But it was actually Tim Curry. <laughs> Wait, what? You can, oh, all right. Is there more to that story? Like nope. you're not allowed to go see a movie if you say you were in the movie. This I, was this was apparently before the dressing up for it was like a thing. Okay. And yeah, he was kicked out. Could you imagine showing going to see like Star Wars and you're dressed as Obi Wan and people are like you're not Obi Wan Kenobi, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's weird. That's a weird policy. So that's Obi-Wan Kenobi on the screen. <laughs> you are not Obi-Wan Kenobi, <laughs> sir. You work for FedEx. You work for FedEx. <laughs> uh, that's a strange policy. All right. So well, I don't really have much. All right, I'm going I'm just... to fill in some stuff. My experience with this movie. OK. Uh, Growing up in Akron, there was a theater. I think it was the Highland Theater. I'm not sure. Um kind of like an old school theater and they always had the poster up you know this is the 80s 90s yeah and i was just like this is an old movie (laughs) like why are they showing this movie i didn't under like i wasn't used to movie theaters showing 
old ass movies basically and i would see that poster up and then years later i want to say 94 ish 94 95 ish um uh, a friend of mine she was like hey, you know have you seen rocky Horror picture show no she's like we're gonna go see it on halloween yeah that's and we went to the highland theater and it was fucking packed and there were people dressed up and the reason i think it was 94 is because people didn't only because it was Halloween, people didn't only dress as the cast. They dressed as, you know, uh, in Halloween costumes. Halloween is a very common night for it to be green. So there were a lot of dudes there dressed as the crow is my memory. That's why I think it was 94. Yeah. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I, I think so. It was after 94, though. It was either 94 or 95. So we go to the theater and I'm like nervous because she's told me all these fucking rules about, okay, she's like, do you have your bag of rice? Do you need a squirt gun? And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, this is, <laughs> why do I have a list of things, like, I need before I go see this movie? And she's like, whenever they say this, you say that, and you scream at the, the like, at the screen. So I remember the whole experience in general, not specifically. The things I remember is, like, the wedding scene, you throw rice. Oh, yeah. um, nobody liked the, what's what's the chick? Little Nell? What's yeah, her Nell character's Campbell. name? Oh, I don't remember. But... Nobody liked her. Like I forget they would oh, always Columbia. Columbia. I think everybody shouted slut whenever she was on screen. I'm not sure, but yeah. it was some derogatory term they would shout at her. And then anytime anybody said Janet, they the audience would say, damn it. And so now whenever I hear Janet, I just instinct and that was just one time I went and saw this movie. <laughs> but it, it kind of stayed with me. But yeah, it was packed, it was ruckus and loud and uh, you know, they're singing every song at the top of their lungs. And it was quite an experience. It was a really good time. Uh, I wish more movies had experiences like that, where you could go and it's, it's everybody knows it by heart. Yeah, yeah. And it's just fucking crazy over the top. And um, man, it was it was a really cool experience. You know, what's really cool is that the castle that was featured in the movie. It's in England. But today it's actually a luxury hotel near London called Oakley Court, Windsor. Oh, so you can stay there. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. I do want to go to England one day. We should stay there for yeah. a night. It's, it's outside of London, but like all people, of it. People stand up and dance during the time warp. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, people were just out of their seats. You know, seats. time warp was actually written because the stage production was only 40 minutes long and it was written to fill time. I did not know that. See, that was interesting. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Keep these are ran these are things i picked up from reading it but yeah there wasn't a ton of interesting facts a lot of the facts are like but i did know that it bombed and that it, it yeah it gained new life on, on like the midnight movie scene which is which is actually really cool although the writer was riffraff oh yeah i i guess i think i assume people know that i don't like, i don't know that people everybody knows that richard o'brien yeah he's the he was the author the writer right and he, yeah, he's, uh, and Vincent Price won. Vincent Price went to the sh the show opening night, like the actual stage show, and he wanted to be in the, in the movie. Yeah. But it, his schedule wouldn't allow it. He wanted to be the. The old guy? Yeah. The old guy in the wheelchair or whatever? Yeah. The, schedule the narrator, wouldn't allow it. whatever that guy's name is. But yep. yeah, that was, uh, that's one of those unforgettable experiences, though. It was really cool. It was a cool way to see a movie for the first time instead of seeing it at somebody's house on their 20 inch tv i can't believe you hadn't seen it before oh I, 
I didn't see a lot of movies. <laughs> I, I know, but it was older than you, so I guess I thought by then you would have seen some something. But you have to remember my age. So I stopped going to the theater in 83. I was six. Is that right? Eight? Maybe six to eight. <laughs> I don't I don't know years. Um, I think it was seven. Yeah, it was seven. Well, actually, it's probably six most of the year. Anyway, um, so and then 91. Well, I went back to the theater in 90 to go see Dick Tracy on my own. Then 91, I was allowed to go back to movies again. And then I saw a ton of movies. And then home video finally got a, a VCR. Um, but there's only so much catching up. There's still movies from the 80s I haven't seen. And Rocky Horror Picture Show was not on my radar at all. I didn't until I was a teenager. Nobody talked about that movie. That was not like a, you know, like I remember yeah. everybody like I remember going to school and everybody talking about Princess Bride. Oh, and yeah. I was like and I had no idea what it was because I didn't have a TV and it wasn't like Star Wars level. So I you know what I mean? There wasn't like product everywhere for it. So I could kind of be aware of it that way. So that was one of those movies. As soon as I got a VCR, I went out and rented it. and I was like, holy shit, it's really good. Uh, yeah, I saw it as soon as it was available on VHS. I would have never rented a movie called The Princess Bride. You know I, what I mean? Like, as a young dude who who liked action movies yeah. and, and stuff, I would never have been like, oh, The Princess Bride, that sounds like something I would enjoy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure that's what, that's what Fred Savage's grandpa, whatever, Columbo, yeah, that's what Peter that's Falk. the point he was trying to make. <laughs> right. like, this isn't something you would think you would like. Right. Um. I only saw it, and I remember the night I first saw it. Like, I remember it clearly. My aunt was watching me, and my aunt's only, she's like 13 years older than me. What? I was just kidding. How old? How much older than you? 13. 13 was, years? Yeah. Oh, I th wait, who is it? I thought you had aunts that were around your age. Yeah, I do. Oh, I, right. I was thinking of that John Mulaney bit where he's talking about. And you're a horse. <laughs> and I'm a horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, anyway. this is this is one of my this is one of my actual aunts. Gotcha. Like not the aunt. I have an aunt who's like less than two years older than me and shit. But oh, it's so is... it's the bit where he he's saying he's like, I found out years later she was like three years older than me. yeah yeah. <laughs> Talking right. about his babysitters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have an aunt who's thirteen years older than me, and she had her own place, and I was sick, so she was like eighteen, and I was five. And she had just gotten her own place. Yeah. And I was over there sick. Like, I come home sick from school. And she was working at a pizza shop. Like, you know, right. she was just like an 18-year-old kid. Right. And she had it on VHS. Wow. And put it on. And I got to see it for the first time. And I remember, like, my fever was over 100 degrees. And they were, like, watching me, making sure I was okay. And yeah. I got to watch it. On her couch. Actually, I watched it from her papa's on chair until I got like real sick and I had to lay down. And then I laid down on her couch. I remember like moving from the papa's on chair that but was you were able. The movie was so good you were able to enjoy it I, even while being sick. The movie was so good that I didn't even go to sleep even though I was so sick. Yeah. Because I was like, I you can't You were like Fred Savage. <laughs> I was right. I was. It was like the perfect movie surrogate. I was like, I was like, I feel this kid. I'm like, keep reading. I, I'll be okay. But yeah, I would have never come to that on my own if it hadn't become kind of a cult hit or whatever. Yeah, uh, but it there's so good. There's so many movies. I, I, I've never seen The Never Ending Story. Oh, yeah, it's not. I wouldn't recommend I've it. I've never seen Labyrinth. Like I haven't seen that either. Uh, but yeah, there, there's tons of movies. I haven't seen Willow. Like, I haven't era. seen any of that stuff. I haven't seen Willow. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, there's just 
so many movies that I, I'm just I'm way behind on still. And I don't have a strong desire to watch it. Like I could watch Willow now. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. But I'm like, eh, I don't nobody like that has a very tiny cult following, you know, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Like, I think the master I didn't see the Masters of the Universe movie till a couple years ago and I fucking loved it. I thought it was way better than it had any right to be. It looked terrible as a kid. I was I wasn't even sad. I missed it at the theater as a kid. It looked so bad. I'm like, why is he running around the real world? Like, it just, like he's not even an attorney. What the hell? But I watched. I was like, this. Actually- I thought he said he's not even an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> there's our there's our title. He's not even an attorney. <laughs> he man colon. He's not even an attorney. <laughs> Harvey Birdman, attorney of law. Uh, and I actually, I just, I purchased that recently on Blu-ray because you can't buy it digitally now. What, Harvey Birdman? Masters of the Universe. Oh. Yeah, so I had to get the hard Wait. copy of that. Uh, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry, what? What, what you said? Yes, what? <laughs> what you said? You said you bought... Masters of the Universe on Blu-ray. But... So it'll go out of print, man. I don't want to miss my, my chance. I like that. I, I wouldn't call like it missing it, John. <laughs> But yeah, it's not available. Like you can't, you can't download it. I, I, I mean, you, you could steal it or whatever. Oh, I did. Speaking of stealing, I um, don't incriminate yourself. I downloaded. Well, I, I feel like this falls under the same thing with the Star Wars movies, but because I own all of the be- all the available Beavis and Butthead episodes that you can purchase, I own them physically, and I have purchased them digitally. However, it is. I don't know, maybe just over half of all the actual episodes and almost none of the music video content. So I had to go to the Internet, downloaded every freaking episode, except it doesn't have the specials, the Thanksgiving specials, Halloween specials. Unfortunately, some of them are on the official versions that I've purchased, though. They probably didn't bother with the Halloween one because of Garfield. Is that why? <laughs> they were like, our Halloween field holds the crown. Uh I didn't even think of that. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I have pretty much every episode with the the music videos, interruptions, as they call it. And I've uh, been wa- rewatching those. And man, that, that shit holds up so well. I mean, I know I'm like a huge Beavis and Butthead fan. And most people are like, I don't think that holds up, Sean. But you've been watching them with me. Vouch for me, Maggie. Oh, it holds up. I will say, though, that our kids do not think the music video interruptions hold up. They think that the Beavis and Butthead stuff holds up. But the fact that there's a video every 10 seconds, not They do funny. not like that. And that is one of the first, like, true, like, generation gaps I've yeah. noticed. I mean, other than stupid stuff, like, about, you know, house phones and stuff like that. But they even understand that because they've been places where people still have fucking home phones. Right. But with Beavis and Butthead, I, you, we had to explain to them because, we you know, we have Spotify for the whole family. So... They're used to music on demand and or before that YouTube. Yeah, I was going to say before that they had YouTube. They're used to just watching whatever, whenever, thanks to the Internet. I had to explain to them like this was special. There was a whole channel that played music video. Why would you want to watch music? I don't know, but we did. OK, it was cool. It was a visual take on the music we loved. And then so watching Beavis and Butthead do their commentary was usually funny First of all, but second of all, we also just like watching music videos still. It was on MTV. <laughs> it just made sense. And it was a lot of times music you never heard before. Well, yeah, especially because, on Beavis and it. Because they just didn't have, they didn't listen to like your favorite music. Right. They were making fun of music. So it was crazy. It was crazy right. videos. That was my first exposure to bands like Ween. Um, 
But it was my first funny. exposure to White Zombie, actually, was Beef as a Butthead. It was it was funny. And our kids just don't get that. And they don't think it's funny. They do. When they say something funny, they they laugh. Well, yeah. During the music video segments. However, they find them distracting and interruptive. They're, they're, they're engaged in the episode. And they're like, what? Is, they're like, is this a commercial? I don't understand what's happening. I'm like, no, there, there were also commercial breaks. <laughs> like, this is part of the show. This is how it was. And it's actually really funny because Mason, who has ADHD, like relatively severe. Yeah. Is like, why? <laughs> why? Why? Why is this happening to us? Why can't we just keep going? And it's it's really funny to see that like that type of a brain which functions differently cannot handle that he's just not used to it he's, yeah. he's used to like if i want to watch music or listen to music i'll listen to music i don't right if i want to watch a show i want to watch a show i don't want interruptions All right i love the interruptions though it's a huge part of the show for me so with the co with the home collections the official releases they they have no music videos except for as bonus material each each one i think there's four there's three seasons well, the, the fourth season is kind of different because it's from the revival. It's actually really funny, but it actually has all the interruptions built into the show. They didn't seem to mind that when they're watching like Jersey Shore. Oh, my gosh. Those, those are, are all built in. <laughs> they have they have they're watching Jersey Shore. They're watching Teen Mom. They're watching, yeah. like they're so funny. So that season four has all all those interruptions uh, in, in on the actual Blu-ray or DVD. But, but they're not as often. The originals no. had interruptions way more often. Yes. Um. So, but the the first three discs, first three seasons have um, each each season has like ten music videos on a bonus disc, basically, and then the episodes themselves are just the episodes with no interruptions. Um, so with the with the uh, the King Turd collection, as it's fondly known as on the internet, uh, you get everything you get, and they're recorded. I mean, and some of these have never been released on home video at all, not even VHS back in the day. So a lot of them are just recorded off a of VH1 or MTV, and they but they put this together. It actually it it's really well done. It's way better than the quality that of the YouTube uh, versions that I've seen. Because I've been on YouTube looking up Beefs and Butthead commentary videos. Some of those are atrocious, like the audio quality, picture quality. This one. Uh, Whoever, however many people worked on this King Turd collection, just, you know, A+. plus. They polished a turd. They did a great job. So. They made it a King Turd. But, yeah, that's that's all I got for this. Uh, Is that all this, you've got? Uh, quarter <laughs> for our quarterly episode. It's not going to be quarterly. Sean just never wants to do it. Liar. I'm always like, when are Fake we doing the news. podcast? Fake news. Every week I'm like, let's do an episode. And you're like, okay. And then Monday, you're like, why don't we do an episode? It's like, because you worked all weekend. <laughs> like, you just worked on, like, actual work. You yes, do... I have another podcast that I put out episodes for, in case you guys need business stuff. I have a yeah, podcast. it's not nearly as entertaining. But... No, it's not, but it's it's um, businessy stuff. If you want that, it's Extraordinary Entrepreneur Radio. You can listen over there. Uh, I do. I do have another podcast too. It's called Steve Reads a Comic. It's available almost weekly. Um, we've been on a fairly weekly schedule. We we didn't do one this week because Rob is out of town, um, and we've had some hangups here and there. But uh, it's weekly to bi-weekly, and that one's that one's pretty fun. So, yeah, that's it.
And you, you're cool. checked out. You're playing on your phone. So I guess we're done. I am super done. It's been like over an hour. All right. Well, uh, if you're a new listener, thanks for listening. If you're an old listener, thanks for listening for so long. Yeah. And we will be back. We don't know when. We're not going to make any promises, but we'll, we'll most likely yeah, be back. We haven't abandoned the podcast. We, yeah. we promise. Like we're still together, so we have right. the equipment. We may as well do a podcast. Oh, hey, yeah. We had our 18-year wedding anniversary, you guys, <laughs> since we talked to you guys last. Yeah. Like, we're still doing this. All right. Bye. Bye.